Yeah, and I think it does help you recognize when you have a problem. Yeah. You know, like, because like you're, you guys are saying, it's like you try to avoid it, avoid it, avoid it, not look. But once you face it and you say, okay, this is who I am, this is how it is, and this is what triggers my problem, then you feel better. You feel like the ocean running through you. Like, okay, this is good. This is yeah. helping. back at Latinx Nation. I'm your host, Sound. I'm with my amazing co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. What up, y'all? Carla here. <laughs> Melanie. Melanie. Hi, this is Melanie. <laughs> oh my god. Mel- Melanie's late, apparently. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be back. Uh, we have a really cool episode and we have a really awesome guest that I can't wait to have here uh, and just get them started and hear their perspective. We're gonna have a really, I, I would say it's a it's a diverse and it's a complicated topic, but I feel like in the right yeah. circumstances, so we please can really go about it. This is know? a disclosure here that there could be topics that might trigger you and just making you aware. Yeah, if so. you deal with anxiety, or if you deal with trauma, uh, or some type of internal, internal, external trauma, or just something that within yourself that you're trying to deal with, you know, we're gonna try to talk about that in an honest, open discussion. Where we can just be, you know, just real. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. So I'm going to introduce our next guest. But before I do that, I want to talk about a few shout outs that we have. Uh, first shout out is congratulations to Melanie. She's going to start the school year as a teacher. She has a substitute position. And hopefully it will lead into a long term role. And that's yes. going to be really awesome. If y'all want to donate school supplies to the homegirl, hit us up, let us know, and we'll give you an address, a link, anything. Anything is helpful, I appreciate it. Yes, because, you know, teachers are really struggling right now, especially because of the turn of the climate of, go- of going from digital to now in-person and then just trying to figure out that whole thing. And then uh, the next shout-out that we have is to, uh, once again, talk about the GoFundMe for uh, Dexter. Uh, he, unfortunately, passed away uh this past week and then we still wanna we still wanna uh let everyone know that we still have opportunity to donate uh for the funeral expenses they've gotten halfway to their goal thankfully but uh we have the link in our bio for the gofundme uh and and we'll post we'll post the page that um is either monitoring the gofundme mm -hmm. because it's tito i believe right that's like kind of um i mean that's the only person i see like that's posting but Mm -hmm. anyways We'll post like people like Tito, right? That's been really helpful on the storyline. Yes. Um, for example, this past Sunday, I know they did like a fun GoFundMe on food, like not yeah. a GoFundMe, like a sale on uh, food yeah. to raise funds for the funeral. Yes, um, they're selling shirts to raise funds for the funeral, and so yeah, we'll post most. Of yeah, we'll post more, these more profiles that you can start following and see how you can help, um, whether it's in products for the funeral or products for the family. You know, necessidades because like they're gonna need obviously. Yes. Um, or go to the GoFundMe. So. Yeah, and then the last shout out that we have is uh, for the uh, GoFundMe for Melanie's dad. Oh yeah, yeah, 
yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's still up and going right now. I we're just on that last. I'm hoping it's the last step towards bringing him over here. We're uh, preparing his case so he can go and have the interview in Lambajada de, Guatem- uh, de Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And so then he can get his visa. And I mean, they've asked for pretty much everything. Um, now it's just kind of getting the approval at the at the Mahala over there in the embassy. So obviously after that, it's gonna we're gonna see some expenses as well, which is um, you know trying to get his flight, uh, trying to see what's gonna like happen when he gets here. Um, which you know I think it's gonna all fall into place. So, but if you guys want to help in any shape or form, the GoFundMe is on our profile. Yes, it is still on our profile. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. Uh, we appreciate any and all support and uh, even if you just share and let other people know that might be interested in helping us out, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And now we can get into our, our next guest. If uh, one of you wouldn't mind uh, introducing how we know them. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Introduce okay, us. Okay, today we have again. Gio and Marlene. Gio is my brother. You have a brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. my older brother. You have a two and, brothers. Um, I know, we need to get Marlene is here. my sister. Yes. <laughs> um, we have Gio and Marlene on the podcast today. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Hey guys, like if I've I never know. talked to you before. I know. <laughs> Just on record. Now it's on record. Now it's on record. <laughs> um, dang, all, all the way from Maryland. Maryland. Shoot, how long of a flight is that? Like direct flight would have been four and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, two hour layover in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake? Yeah. Oh, out of all places, Salt, Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, that's crazy. How was it like being back in Utah for a little bit? It um, was fun. Yeah, it was. Was it, it fun? Was, we had a good time. I lived in Logan, Utah for 21 years. Dang, I didn't know I it was have, long. I have been gone for about three now, yeah. three years. And it was. Like I had a mixed feelings. I went to my mm. son's graduation. He was graduating for from high school this yeah. year, and Dang, um, he's that old now. Yeah, oh my god, he'll be nineteen in November. So it was good to be with him. Good to see everyone. Yeah. It felt like it was home. I felt like my friends felt like family. Everything was great. But at the same time, I was there. We were there for a week. Yeah, and I oh. felt like it was more like a vacation like yeah. okay i don't think i need to be here for yeah you realize a whole week like yeah there's nothing there for me yeah anymore so yeah yeah you realize like now it's it's not home yeah you know everyone went back to work after a few days and yeah it just felt weird like, yeah okay what do we do now so, go to the park <laughs> <laughs> so i think five days you know once yeah. a year yeah would be the best yeah logan i think is definitely i don't know if it's the same for you melanie when you go back mm-hmm. like i think for when you live there and you go visit like after the first year or so you're like okay i missed it you know it's home and then like after years kind of go by you're like no i, I don't think i can ever live here again. yeah it's, <laughs> it's like a, a nostalgic feeling but then at the same time it's like no i wouldn't i wouldn't move back <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah would you move back ever no well 
you never say never. True, true. But I always, I always had in mind that I would um, raise my children in, you know, there yeah. in Logan. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave as soon as they graduated from high school. It happened a little bit earlier. Yeah. But I was ready. Yeah. And I never looked back. Yeah. Like, it was, I was done. I moved and yeah. moved on with my yeah. life. Dang, yeah. So, and... Since I'm from Puerto Rico originally, I don't think I want to be Boricua, on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be on the West. I, I like to be closer to Puerto Rico so I can visit my family. Yeah, and my parents are getting older. So I always mm. have that in mind, too, that at some point I'm going to have to travel more often. It is nice being To help family. with that. Oh, yeah. For sure. yeah. When was the last time you, you went to visit them? Well, because of the pandemic, they told me I wasn't allowed at their house. Dang. <laughs> Basically, they were yeah. paranoid. You know, yeah. No, no, don't come here. We don't, we don't want to get COVID. Aww. So um, it's been probably two years now. Uh, it was going on two years and yeah, in, in July. Yeah, yeah it's already been we two went years. Fourth of July, twenty nineteen. The last time yeah. we were there. Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. And things are probably not getting any better over there with the pandemic. It just they started. got better for a while, but then yeah. um, everybody started vacationing in Puerto Rico because they, you know, relaxed all the rules yeah. and it wasn't. They weren't asking for much to go there, so yeah, it's pretty bad right now. Dang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like just aside from America, just how we can see it in face right like my dad's just telling me how it is in guatemala and it's and it's getting really bad like i yeah. think it's been over the news too like how guatemala is doing pretty bad right now in the pandemic so well, i just heard some rural Salvador today yeah they've gone to like from i guess uh what is it there, there was no restrictions hardly now it's like high level or whatever yeah yeah it's crazy mm -hmm. it's i mean what do you what do you do at that point you know I, that's true not that's go true. out at all <laughs> I know, like, what do you tell people, like, all right, you're stuck in your house forever until yeah. we let you know. Yeah. Because we all know how that went the first time. Yeah. Everyone kind of just went, like, on their business mm -hmm. until, like, they saw, like, people were dying. Yeah. And even then, some people were skeptical, you know, and, like, you always have that. You always find, like, people. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like we're going to be stuck in this little realm of, like, the pandemic and COVID for still another hot minute. Yeah. Because we're we're not gonna go back. Like I think LA County specifically said they are not gonna close down. So it's like, you know, I don't think if one like I don't know, if LA County's saying that, you know, I don't think we're gonna go back in a sense of like, mm -hmm. okay, let's all close down, start isolating. I've met like two, three people already that are fully vaccinated and have gotten COVID already. Again, yeah, that new yeah, Delta variant. Really yeah, it doesn't I well, the good thing that I've seen through all three cases is that they they get it, but not as long. Yeah, they're yeah, not as long. It's mild. Yeah, it's, it's mild, like mild, but they still get like yeah. kicked down long by it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's I don't know. Like even asking customers, right? Like, can you please put on a mask? Please. Put, I feel like we're back to square one from yeah. like when the pandemic started, and and you're just fighting with customers now. You're like, dude, I didn't make the law. Just COVID's still a thing. Put on a mask, like. And there's customers that are angry and they won't do it. They won't do it. And I, schools are going back and I know kids have been getting it now too. Yeah. The, the new variant. Yeah. So that's scary. Yeah. That is scary. Like imagine including yourself, like all the teachers, they either 
had had just experienced like regular teaching schedule and now they have to do the the digital courses and then yeah and there's still even a possibility that you know we're gonna go and then they're gonna come down because that's been happening to some districts yeah yeah well in our case in maryland um i think they mask was we were done i think was may when they decided that you no longer needed to wear the mask and our numbers are really low Mm -hmm. at this you know like even today i checked my emails from work and the numbers are looking good yeah but like from being here in california and looking at other places you know puerto rico and stuff i just told geo you know the last couple of days i'm like i'm gonna go back home and i'm still gonna wear my mask like yeah. i'm gonna go back to wear it all the time because you really just don't know yeah, yeah. you know yeah and maryland it's it's a pretty big community and there's mm-hmm. people flying from all over the country so mm-hmm. i think hopefully it will stay the way it is but yeah i yeah. guess you never know yeah well i guess with like cases like rising because of travels like yeah we'll see we'll see how it, it goes we'll, yes i don't know it, it really is like a hit or miss and i i don't think i want to oh hello yeah Mari. Hello. are you gonna be in the episode with us what kind of, what we said, we're talking about trauma. Yeah, we're talking trauma. about, and we'll get into that in just okay. a little bit. We're actually leading into that because imagine everything that we're going through right now. Yes. yes. Imagine all the traumatic things that either people have gotten personally, like let's say if you lost a loved one, or if you just seen like how people got like anxiety, or just they don't know what to do with themselves, mm-hmm. uh, just being stuck at home. Like yeah. that's true, that's trauma. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is trauma. Either it emulates. Uh, with what you're doing or it's just building up inside of you so i feel like everything that's going on right now is like it's it's crazy how people are responding to it yeah well i think for for my personal experience like the pandemic has really taught me what my trauma is i think it's like shine a light on all these little triggers and all these little things that like and and like i was asking or asking melanie like what is trauma to you you know Mm -hmm. because it's different for everybody it's entirely different for everybody and so in my perspective right it was growing up you know with an older brother playing sports all the freaking time getting bullied by him myself himself you know my cousins my uncle that's like just as close as like like age you know to my brothers and like cousins so it's like i grew up in that vibe right Mm -hmm. and then to me that was normal to me that was normal my my mind was developing in that moment in my life right then i go into a society an environment a community where it's literally just the majority there's nobody that looks like me there's nobody that speaks like me and it's hard right and so then that's when that trauma started creating like oh she's she's a tomboy she's lesbian she's this she's that she's fat she's like those things started building trauma in my head right and so then this pandemic you know thankfully i have like a great partner like next to me that is able to like make me realize as well these like things that how my habits are formed from those past traumas and triggers yeah right and so i started realizing the way i communicate with him he would say something and me speaking up for myself or standing up for myself or women in general right not that it's ever happened in my relationship but it's like when any conversations of confrontations have to happen i immediately cry i immediately cry 
It's like, I, I don't know how to communicate. I can't say, you hurt my feelings and I want us to fix this, that right? That is a physical response. That's insane. It's yeah. like, but you know who else does that? You know who else does that? My mom does that. And my, when my Timari comes in here, she'll, she'll tell you. But like, I remember once my mom and I got into an argument when I was a teenager and she just started crying. She started crying and got a bloody nose and was like in instant panic. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm telling them that my mom does that too. Where it's like when somebody wants to talk and confront, it's like we immediately just break down. Mm-hmm. We cry or we just kind of walk away. We don't want to talk about it. Like we'll let it go. And say, well, don't talk about it. Yeah. And so that's like I think that is a sense. I think that's a habit of of trauma. You know, I I don't know. That's how I see it. But to answer your question, that's yeah. No, what I, I was see. just wondering like what type of trauma. But there are so many types of trauma, yeah. and we all deal with it. Yeah. Uh, differently. Yeah, that's true. That's one of mine. That's definitely one of mine where I'm like, my communication as I've gotten older, I'm 29 years old now, and I'm barely learning how to say, I don't like that, or I don't want that, and or 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 accept as well myself who I am, and like, this is me, and and, and I love it, you know. I feel like it's weird, like, as you get older, you start to accept your limits, mm-hmm. yes, you know, and I feel like you know, when you're younger, you you're invincible. Parent, you know, in mm-hmm. your head, and then you hit a you hit an age where I don't feel like I'm at that age. Yet. I still feel like I can do all this stuff and I can figure it out, or I can like oh, talk, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> but I like uh, I'm learning that like it's okay that I can't do certain things, and I feel like that has to do with like masculinity, where you're told that you have to do things a certain way or else you're not worth much, or you're not much of a man, and yeah. this or that. And so I have trauma where like I always had to prove myself, especially because I was bullied a lot when I was younger, because I was the only kid that looked different in my neighborhood. And uh, everyone just kind of picked at me because I was an easy target. I was fat. Uh, I was shy. And I was really nice when I was younger. You still I, have a- I'm an asshole now. Meaning you're still nice. That's what I'm saying. But like, uh, you know, as a kid, like I was just, I was very naive and I just didn't know what to do. And then at one point I got really violent and I was just festering all these emotions because I didn't know how to deal with that internal trauma. And that led to like a life so far of just like one thing after the other. And so I guess my physical trauma was just anger, you know, mm-hmm. if, like, if I had a, like a, some kind of something physical, reaction. Uh, yeah. physical reaction. Mm-hmm. And like uh, even then, like now it grew into like social anxiety uh, as I got older, and I started realizing that because I just felt like I always had to protect myself because, or I always had to be something that uh, had to be a protective. Like when I'm around family or if I'm around friends, and I'm be like, are we 100 percent safe? Or are we? Or do I have to like do something? Or, you know, I just I don't. Yeah, I don't I ever like feel portrayed in a, in a whole different way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always thinking what can go wrong where we are. And sometimes another thing is that you feel like sometimes there's a misunderstanding or misconception that if you're with your family, you are protected, you're safe. But mm-hmm. sometimes the attack and the bullying and all that that you receive from others is from your, your own family. family. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like that's 100% so, yeah. worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yes. when it comes first. That's yeah. when it started. 
Yes. Especially when you're little, you know, like, yes. oh, gordito, vente, oh, negrita, vente. And, and, you, and there's those names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they probably don't do it out yeah. of, like, you know, bullying. Yeah, exactly. They probably, like, you, that's how, yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. tough love. Like, cariño. You know, like, it's tough love, yeah. That's how my daughter, you know, it's a lot of trauma. Because at least with them Latinos, that's how we all speak to each other, you know. I think that's We have nicknames, everybody. It can come from anywhere. Everyone has nicknames. Yeah. yeah, and it's not to be mean. I know Chris just... used to bully me all the time, and now now he's seeing like how it's affected me. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that that I yeah. did that. You know, yeah. Where yeah. it's like, I think we have to take that stand sometimes. As as hard as that is, right? As hard as to tell like your own mother, right? Mom, si no me da. Like for example, like my mom would say, Meli. Ya te va a dejar el tren. Uh-huh. Ya te va a dejar el tren. You need to, you need to be married and have kids already, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, to me, like, I'm like, okay, like, and that, that really, like, is traumatizing, right? It's it just, like, keeps telling me, right? And so then you get in relationships and you're like, okay, I, I need to marry this person. I need to have kids. Yep. And, but then you're not even thinking, like, can you even stay 24 hours, 24-7 with this person, like, alone? Like, yeah. if you can't. So it's like. So I think those kind of trauma, it's not that my mom means to like hurt my heart about it or my mind or my like spirit about it. It's just, it lo que enseñaron también a ella, I'm sure, you know, or she heard it in her, in her generation. Because of patterns, you know, patterns that we bring in over since back, you know. Yeah. 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 Like back when they were younger and what they heard and all that stuff. And yeah. for those, the direct translation says the old phrase, like the train's leaving the station, you know, for those oh, yeah, that speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the good uh, things now with mm-hmm. the social media and, you know, yeah. podcasts like this, you know, yeah. you can express yourself, you can communicate, yeah. so others feel like, oh, yeah. oh my God, you know, like I you're can not do alone. that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not right. alone. And now there's a lot of apps also that you, they offer oh, you yeah. help for, um, you know, mental, mental health. health. I yes. mean, a lot, your jobs, you know, everybody's yeah. helping yeah. now, so it's really yeah, like in other words, there's more awareness now that from the mental health than mm-hmm. it used to be before. So there's a lot more resources. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, I mean, I would say maybe 30, 40 years ago, people would die maybe from uh, depression, anxiety attacks, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they know, do, they were like, oh, no, it's safe. You just don't feel good, rates. you know. Yeah. But probably just depression. Yeah. 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 So that's a question I, I want to ask everybody. When you have to finally confront either family or like a close person like to your to your relatives or friends whatever it is like how do you face that you know it's like how do you tell your um even right even with like um and i and i hope he's okay with me saying this and not cut it off right yeah (laughs) um even with chris right when he came out it was a lot of like he was scared, I'm sure, you know. He's probably like, because yeah. of traditional ways that traditional, our culture, our culture per- portrays yeah. um, just any any sense of difference, mm-hmm. any sorts of differences. But then it's like, then why, I don't know. You know it's, so I think, how was it like for you guys facing, you know, something to tell your family or your relatives or your friends? Like, mm-hmm. that's not how we're going to do it, you know? Like, or that's, I don't believe in that, or I don't, that hurts my feelings or that. You know, or I can't continue this friendship because sometimes it's gone to that point where it's mm-hmm. like because you believe in this and you're hurting my feelings and you're not understanding my feedback to you, we can't proceed here. You know, whether it's relationships or friendships. Yes. But I think in my case, um, I used to say a lot of white lies to people. 
because I never wanted to confront them. I never wanted to tell them the truth mm-hmm. about how I felt. Or like, for example, if someone invited me to, over to their home and I didn't want to go, I was tired, I was sick, I would come up with something like, well, I have other plans. Yeah. Or I can't do it today, <laughs> some other And as I become older, I have, I feel like I have, I am also wiser and very open. Mm-hmm. I have always been very open, very outspoken, but when it, it came to someone asking me, inviting me, or wanting me to do something or confronting someone, I always had issues with that. Growing okay. up until I would say about maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. But now it's like, I tell them how it is. Yeah. And I don't sugarcoat things. Yeah. Sometimes you have anything that's a little bit too strong. I try to use yeah. my words and my voice so it's not, if I'm mad, you know, yeah. I lost it. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I really try my best to not have that confrontation, just mm-hmm. to speak my mind, what exactly what I'm thinking, what I want to say, but um, not lie mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Because it's, you know, just the truth will set you free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better than going to bed knowing that you have done your best possible and you're not lying or hiding from so anyone. And <laughs> it's just good I mean, to like, go. Yeah, why, why hide? So even with my daughter, she's 16. And I think we had the very our first very bad argument mm-hmm. about a month ago. But before then, we always stopped. I always told her, you're not going to agree with what I'm going to say, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Mm-hmm. And I want you <laughs> to tell me. That was another side of the yeah. coin. You know, you need to be willing to listen mm-hmm. and to take the hit, too. That has because, to be so traumatic for my mom. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to tell you how it is and then not be able to handle what they're going to say to you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to be able to listen? So we always had this perfect communication you know mm. and and i think the argument we had about a month ago was just over a trauma that i'm oh. carrying over the years yeah. and yeah. it's not so much like a bad negative experience it's just i always i'm overprotective with her just because you know i feel like if i she the whole drama the whole fight was over she was telling me she was going on a train in salt lake city with a friend hmm. and i lost it i became crazy <laughs> i'm like you've never been to salt lake city yeah you know there's a lot of danger out there mm. but she never explained to me either well we already have it mapped out my dad's gonna drop me off this is gonna happen this way they already had a full-blown plan about yeah. what was gonna happen but i never heard that yeah. So to me, it was like, if something happens to you, I'm going to come and I'm going to kill your dad and I'm going <laughs> to kill everybody. So, and then after we talked, I told her how I felt mm-hmm. because I'm like, all this time that I've been trying to protect you. And she's like, well, I feel like you're um, controlling me. So and I'm like, well, I will try not to control you. But so, you know, there's always going to be control slash protection because this is something that I had to carry since you were a little girl. Her dad and I divorced when she was two years old. Mm-hmm. 
And there was a lot of tension back then, yeah. me not knowing where they were, what was happening. So that brought me to the point that even still until today, she's 16, my son is 18. <laughs> I just go into full panic. Like I can't <laughs> handle it. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go pick you up. You cannot go. Yeah. And yes, we do take her places. We do things, but I do better when I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Because it so. makes you, it probably makes you feel like you're you're not in, you're not in control and like you just you you can be blindsided by anything right and yeah. Right. so yeah it's probably like those dreams we have when you're driving but then you can't control the wheel and you're just right. like you're just in the passenger slash driver's seat and that just gives you so much anxiety yes. you're going down a hill and you're like my goodness right exactly. so now we have a plan that we we do communicate very well like i do take pride in the relationship that we have mm-hmm. as a mother and daughter but um we need to communicate a little bit more you know mm-hmm. like she's in maryland and it's not like i'm trying to i don't let her we don't let her go places because she's always with her friends mm-hmm. there's always something going on it's just a matter of me knowing like yeah. so i need to work on not going crazy okay. <laughs> yeah. you know i need to listen <laughs> before i react yep. yeah yeah it's in the details get yeah. the details first and then yeah you're like oh yeah. What about what about you, Money? Any trauma that? Any trauma? I'm so traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, let me see. I think over the years, yeah, maybe before I was, I have a few traumas, but I think they're gone now because I'm at the age that I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. they already happened. There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need to keep going and open and look for help. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that like a lot of the things you do now as an adult reflect on how you were raised as a little kid in El Salvador, in Guatemala? Here? Yeah, yeah, sometimes it is, but um, I, I, I am so happy and I'm so lucky and I'm, I don't know what to tell but that my parents always let me do what I want mm-hmm. because they gave me the freedom to choose, you know, okay, yeah, you can go. I wasn't really, really uh, tight, you know, like curfew like okay you have to be here at that time yeah. yeah let me go you know field trips come back in three days whatever so i was i was free so I, that that's good you know so as as mom when i talk to other friends or co-workers you know they're like oh no my my teenagers years doing this and that. i said you know we just let them go let them be not free you know but that will they will you know they will think like okay my parents trust me so i'm not gonna do stupid stuff you know yeah yeah. And I always tell them when they leave, you know, before they, when my kids were younger, you know, you know, don't do s- stupid stuff, you know, because the consequences is going to be this, this, and that. Yeah. So it's up to them. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, my, Melanie will come say, Mom, I do this. And then I'm like, well, the consequences were this. So you're paying for it now. Like so you have to yeah. live it and take yeah. it. Yeah. Like you have to man up in a sense to your, your mm-hmm. consequences, good or bad. Yes. Good or bad. So, yeah. So, yeah. Sal, do you have any other trauma that? I would say, uh, stemming back to like what I was talking about earlier, it is control issues that I do deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. It's because I always had lack of control. And it came back to me again when I had COVID uh, earlier this year, where mm-hmm. like I just felt helpless for like a good while. And since then, like as soon as I started feeling better, I, I just started eating better started working out a little more and I just started being more conscious of like what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
or like I just don't want to feel how I felt at that moment. And like other traumas that are like kind of that I deal with besides that are just not knowing what's gonna happen, and I just try to let go of that as much as possible because you know that builds up a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I just wanna, I wanna live in the present moment so I don't have to deal with whatever I'm not in control of. Yeah. You know. And that's one of the primary ones. You know, like yes. you you get traumas because I believe me if we meditate at least five or ten minutes every mm -hmm. day that will help and or because, something similar to that you know whatever works or something because that helps to say okay you know why you don't worry so much about this you know mm -hmm. and because you you're getting anxiety right there you know already yes. yeah. so it's better just you know just leave the moment i know it's hard but and, and you know you have to control your life your every things that you have you know in, in plans uh, but you have to balance, you know, you have to get help, and, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think we, we think ahead and we yeah. worry and what traumatizes, I think the most is the wonder, what's going to happen? What if this, you know, that wondering, it's always, we're always thinking. You will like, be stuck in that rabbit hole forever. Yeah. Well, it's like, a, what's we've had him on the episode, um, the owner from Wolf's Group. Oh, uh, Byron. Byron. Yeah. Um, he said something that really caught my attention and, and now I'm more conscious. I don't know if it's just because as you, you know, as we're getting older, we're starting to get wiser and understand things a little bit more, you know, um, with a clear mind. But he said that when we think about our past, it's on depression. When we think about our future, it's on anxiety. Mm -hmm. Right. And so why can't we just like live in the present in them? And, and that's something that I really think about it sometimes. Like, um, in a lot of things, right, with with finances, I, I think one mm -hmm. of the biggest things, one of my biggest anxiety that I carry till this day is finances, mm -hmm. is finances. And not because I don't have it, but because I've been in a situation in my life where not only did I not have financial stability, but I was very negative in the financial stability. So, you know, being in that and then and the way I broke it and it, this is actually a good story to share, but the the way i broke it was one day like this was shortly after i actually even left the church and everything um i really sat down and i wrote down all my debt i wrote it all down because what i was trying to do is i was avoiding my debt mm -hmm. i wouldn't look at it you know i wouldn't look budget. i wouldn't look at I, I don't want to know i'll just make the payment but i don't want to see the debt i don't want to yeah. see the the total on there you know it's like it would give me anxiety and so finally you know i i wrote everything down and it was definitely over a good amount and i was just like all right well, they're going to start charging me late fees, but I'm going to start focusing on one by one. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I started making a plan. I started throwing paychecks after paychecks on credit cards and debt and loans and whatever I had. Mm -hmm. And I really just started getting rid of it little by little, little by little. And so financial financial is like still to this day, it's like it something so where I'm like, I'm terrified. It's yeah. like... I have this amount in my account. No, it needs to, and no, like I, I can't waste anymore. No puedo gastar, you know, or or not even necessarily no puedo gastar, oh, yeah. but it's like I don't need it. Like, do I really need to eat You're today? Really I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, I got it. it. I did. <laughs> um, no, but it, it that's definitely one of the ones that I just like. Oh, just even thinking about it gives me anxiety, right? Yeah. So it's knowing how to like really live in the present during that moment when that anxiety does kick in like okay i'm getting anxiety i need to come back 
one of one of my ways of meditation obviously is i i do smoke i do have edibles you know cannabis has been something that has brought me back and slowed down my mind because my mind will go like a hundred miles an hour and it will start thinking so many things Dwayne will ask me like what are you thinking about and i'm like i'm probably thinking about it a million things work my life my dad my mom my sister my finance everything as soon as i like I either smoke or, or have an edible, whatever it is, you know, that, that I'm consuming at that moment. It, it really does slow me down and it really makes me see things like, hey, you have food on your table, you have a shirt on your back, you're fine. Your bills are not overdue, you don't have debt, you're fine. Like, yeah. you know, things like that where I'm like, okay. It brings you back. It, yeah, and that's not the only form. I mean, I, there's other things like working out that I do, you know, and things that really do bring me back or drives or even music alone, just like mm-hmm. sitting in a room journaling by yourself or, or talking to your partner, you know, that really helps too. And Because the, then they teach you something where you're like, because they're seeing it from the outside in, you know, and, or mm-hmm. yeah, outside in, yeah. you're in the inside in, out. So it definitely, that's something that helps me on how to confront whether it's trauma or anxiety or triggers. That's very true. Like especially within a relationship, I feel like it's very important to talk about your anxieties, your traumas, your feelings. Because I was someone that I didn't know how to really talk about that freely. I thought I did, but that was not true. I thought that I was like, oh yeah, I can talk about it. But then I I caught myself holding back on certain things up to a certain point where I just like I let go. I broke down one day. I was with me and Melanie in a car after some party, and I just told her like I have social anxiety. Yeah. I just accepted. I avoided it for the longest time. I'm like, no, I, I do have this. And I'm going to say I have it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it just helps you recognize when you have a problem. Yeah. You know, like, because like you're, you guys are saying, it's like you try to avoid it, avoid it, avoid it, not look. But once you face it and you say, okay, this is who I am, this is how it is, and this is what triggers my problem then you feel better you feel like the ocean running through you like okay this is good this is yeah. helping and it helps you not to make those mistakes again in a way you know because sometimes we even make those those stressful situations those anxiety attacks they keep coming back because we are not ready to face it but once you do it it is really hard but yeah. it actually makes you feel great yeah yeah yeah. You know, yeah. I, I am the kind of person with the financials that I yeah. did my financials for many years alone, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And every time something bad happens, still until today, <laughs> if there's a car accident or something, yeah. then I, I need to, to, okay, everything's done, everything's over, we need to cancel everything, <laughs> even though yeah. there's money in the savings Make a list of the subscriptions, you know? we're canceling <laughs> now. What like, budgets can we make? <laughs> <laughs> we need to hold still, hold still. No, we're not going anywhere. And that's something that Giovanni has helped me with. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, we had that setback, but life is not over, you know. Yeah. We yeah. can continue. Mm-hmm. But to me, the first thing I would do is like, no, cancel everything i cannot go to california i cannot do this i cannot do that i have to hold still yeah. until everything is fixed and put back together yeah. but that's not the right way to do it because you have to you know move on yeah. and continue to like live. hey 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 you're living right here right here yeah i've had a series of unfortunate events uh-huh. in the past just in july at two car accidents within two and a half weeks. What? The second accident I had, I probably would have died. 
because a tractor trailer tire blew up. And I don't know where the hell that tire came from. It came out of nowhere diagonally. Uh-huh. And uh, and it hit me. There was nowhere I could go or nothing I could do. If I would have had 10 seconds yeah. to, you know, look around and see what I could do, I would have. But I it just came head on. Dang. And uh, I was I had a runner car, uh, yeah. But but previous <laughs> previously, uh, two weeks prior to that, you know, I had my car. We just got a car, and um, there was a hit and run. I couldn't get the tags. I was fine, but so yeah, I had you know two accidents in, in, in less than three weeks, and you know I was freaking out, and she was freaking out, okay. and these kind of things yeah. never happened to me. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean I, I was scared. You yeah. know, especially you the second time for my life, mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell's going on here? Yeah, somebody trying to do something to me? I mean, why? <laughs> the what's universe? Going on? What is that? You know, what's, what's 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 it trying to tell me? It's trying yeah. to tell me to work less or <laughs> to you know slow my roll? I don't know yeah. what it's trying yeah. to do or yeah. what the hell is going on? Yeah. Do you guys find it healthy to look for a reason to justify something that happens to you, whether it's good or bad? Is, do you think that's healthy? Because I've read in some places where it's like. It's uh, it's actually healthier to accept when that things out. just happen, you know, instead of trying to justify it. Because I feel like if it's something that's so complicated uh, and you can't find any reasoning behind it, it will like build up more anxiety. It's like, oh, you can just keep going back to that, you know. So I don't know. I wanted to hear like, what do you guys think? I truly believe that things happen for a reason. Good yeah, or bad. I do too. I do and. Too like sometimes things are happening and i just feel upset like it's happening to me but then i look things you know days go by lives moved on and then you look back and i always see the reason why mm-hmm. you know it had to happen so i used to do that before a lot like question myself well why is this happening but you know having breast cancer and mm going through all of these experiences have taught me that you just have to live you have to live the moment you have to enjoy it um don't live by fear and then yes when do happen things happen don't question it just see the good side of it yeah you know and move on but if you try to why 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 yeah it's don't concentrate on that you know on that black point that it's there yeah go out it's like tunnel vision you know Sometimes we like. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Melanie? Uh, no, I agree. I, I, but I do see, like, I think everything does happen for a reason sometimes, mm. too, because after, and sometimes you don't see that right there and then. Right. But you don't, you see it after, and you're like, oh, so this is why this was happening. Yeah. Or I was dealing with this, you know? It's true. I feel like with social media, we're so used to instant gratification. You get a like, you get a comment, you get something, someone to use your stuff. And like we, we start putting that into life. Like, yeah. We want to know what why this happened at the moment, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like our patience is starting to grow thin as a people, as a community, I guess. And I don't know. I, th- I, I agree with all of you. Like, I think that's a good point. Time or, really does reveal. Yeah, because... Because I look at, at Dwayne and, like, how his character is, right? Mm-hmm. He's very, like, happy all the single time. And when he's tired, that's that's probably the only emotions, like, that I see sometimes. I'm, like, happy and tired. Happy and tired. But when I see these <laughs> other emotions come out, you know, that, that happen, you know, because he's human. And it's not because, like, 
like, oh, Dwayne is like my superhero. No, it's like, you know, he's he's fucking human. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna have those moments just like any other person. And but when I see those, it's like I think social media and like the internet, as much as it has been very helpful mm-hmm. to our society and, and humanity overall, it also has been pretty, pretty damaging you know and and i think that thankfully you know for me i didn't grow up with a phone up until when i was like 16. i didn't get a phone until i was like 15 16. yeah i didn't get mine until 18. i didn't know i didn't have like an ipad i ever you know i didn't really have all these like cool technical things until i was like really like older older and so then I look at now like the younger generation and I look at like the anxiety that some of like my close, close like relatives, family, friends like have anxiety and, and I see where they're at with their social media and their internet relationship. And I don't know if that's a cause that, you know, really affects like our anxiety and our triggers and our traumas and all this stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I know I could sit there and scroll for hours sometimes bad habit it's a bad habit but i know i can still do it mm-hmm. even though i have a gajillion other things that i have to take care of so it's but i can't imagine being on my phone 30 that's <laughs> so hard but i feel like you can easily fall into it as much as you would say you can you know like that no i have i definitely have like have had, okay like, cool but okay. that's what i'm saying like i see a lot of just some of my friends going through shit and if it's what they're going through it's because of certain things that me seeing it from the outside in it's like it's because it's not my my problem right it's not i'm not particularly going through it i could see the solution right away you know but because they're relying on let me let me i just i'm gonna numb it i'm gonna forget about it numb myself with social media numb myself with um streaming apps and so forth and whatever it is i think so it's, I think we spiritually or mentally, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, we have stopped growing <laughs> when, when we go into that. You know or what I mean? Just, yeah. yeah, like we're stagnant. Like, yeah. when, so, when was the last time we read a book, you know? And, and I know we've started getting into we're that. Trying yes, to, yeah. we're, we're trying to. Yeah, we're trying to. But why should we have gotten to, to the point where so we have to try? Just, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, as little kids, we didn't have to just try have to read a book this week. No, I have to because one, at school they taught me how to read and I love it. I'm gonna read a book. Yeah. You know, yeah. now we're in our twenties plus years and when was the last time we read a book? You know? No, instead let me pull out my phone, do audiobooks, let me watch a series, let me listen to podcasts. Not saying these things <laughs> are cool. But right? It's like we're talking about trauma here, but this isn't this isn't statistically proven what we're talking about. We're not right. professionals here, no, right? No. So I can't sit here and be like, just listen to my podcast and you will grow as a human being. No, like, listen to our podcast and then go do your own research, you know, mm-hmm. and then build into yourself. And I think that's where estamos quedando estancados, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting to a point where it's like, wow, we see that on TV and we believe it immediately. And we yeah. never grow from it, you know? And it's yeah. and that's sad. That's really, really, it sucks. Yeah, and I also want to say, you know, one of the reasons why I stopped going into Facebook or Instagram or any of those social media is I still do it, don't get me wrong. But the reason why I stopped completely is because it's really not like, for example, one day my my daughter was really sad and she was we moved from um, Utah to Maryland Mm -hmm. and she was deeply depressed. 
because everyone was at the fair. And I felt that before. She was in, in Maryland with her mom doing nothing. And I was like, you know, you need to understand that those things are not true. You know, sometimes another one other time I talked to a friend. I'm like, oh, you went to Vegas. You guys had a great time. I'm so jealous. Yeah. And then she was telling me how she almost killed her daughter because there's always fights. <laughs> and there's this. So it's like, it's not true. Sometimes we look at those people traveling or eating this at this restaurant or doing those things. And then we feel bad. At least I did thinking, oh, I feel so bad because I can't do those things or I can't travel at this time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it really doesn't, if it's going to make you feel sad or depressed or less, yeah. then find something else to do because yeah. it is really attached to your emotions and it's not making you happy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, why do you have to compete with other people? You know, mm -hmm. well, that's, that's one of the things that the pandemic oh had yes. taught me is at first, like, I almost go crazy because I'm like, oh, my gosh, why am I here? Like, I feel like I'm trapped in jail and prison. And everybody else on Facebook. And everybody was having else. the they're time of their lives. In Mexico, they're doing this. <laughs> yeah. doing that. Like, but, why are you doing this? How is this exactly. happening? Like, and I'm stuck at home from work to home and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. So, but now I found a joy in my home with my little dog Camilla. And when my husband comes home and my yeah. daughter, I'm like, I, I honestly don't need to go anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, you but found you, I found myself. But you say the word uh, competing, you know, competing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a. We're always, always comparing ourselves. We're always yeah. competing, but not, well, competing and compare. Yeah, it's the same. Compare, yeah, yeah. Because you're comparing yourself to others, but you're no. competing with the image of yourself that you want to be. Yeah. That's exhausting. And the thing about it Instagram is. is that, or like Facebook, is that people show you what you want to, like, what they want, what you, they to want see, you to see. Yeah. You know? Yes. Well, it's, it's our life looking oh, second yeah, and second. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure. Every right to do that. Like, oh, for example, yeah. For example, right. This is this is actually relatable. Yesterday, I was on on Instagram and I posted like four or five different pictures of just my coffee. Like, just a, the the picture was taken from like above, you know. And so then it was just the coffee mug on my lap, right? Mm -hmm. And I posted four of them. And I had a friend po uh, reply, and he's like, "Like, damn, aren't you going like crazy with all that coffee you're drinking today?" And I'm like, this is actually different pictures I've taken over the years. Like, these are different <laughs> coffee pictures. But it was like, you know, people look at these pictures yeah. and they're like, oh, that happened like She's 55 a minutes ago. You posted it. Right? So things like that. So it's definitely, it doesn't reflect what you're thinking. You're thinking way too much into that person's life. And you should just be yeah. worried about you. Yeah. Because yeah. maybe they're just posting to reminisce yeah. on how delicious that coffee was yeah. or how yeah. great of an experience yeah. it was. You, you, know, you know what I think? That everybody is in this in this in this different um, etapas, you know, like stages. Um, stages. stages yeah, yeah, etapas, stages. Um, like, okay, they're living up. Maybe in two years I'll be there, or maybe mm -hmm. oh, I was there ten years ago. I was there, or two you maybe never yeah. will be there. So everybody's yeah. on a different level. So to me, when I see pictures of people, I'm like, oh, good, happy. You know, and I feel like once you get rid of that envy or deserves, that comparison. You know? Because it, like, it's different. Some people, like, they're jealous. Or some people, like, they wish they were there. Which is, like, it's a form of envy. But it's, like, it's a passive form of envy. Where it's it's hurting you rather than being, like, outwardly aggressive to others. And, like, it's just as powerful. Yeah. And I feel like once true. we let that go, we can finally just focus on ourselves. Be happy for them. Mm -hmm. And then just do what you got to do. 
Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you yourself are thinking about for either your own mental health or what you can do better for you. Like, yeah. Why and I here. think that we should take advantage of that, you know, social media, that take advantage for good things, you know, positive things. Not just like, oh, put the picture, oh, he's dying, nobody's doing anything. No, no. Somebody's don't, doing don't something. Yeah. And just by you saying, yeah. like, or just no. pointing it out, that's doing something. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to really just, you know, the time that we're living, you need to show some kindness to others. Sometimes yeah. you feel, you look at people angry. Mm-hmm. Um, some people mm-hmm. are going crazy. Some other ones are, you know, alcoholics, drug addicts. And sometimes, uh, you know, if we look at the people in the world, they're like, oh, you know, like pushing people aside. Oh, you can't be with that person because that person is this, yeah. that person is that. But if you look around you and at least you you don't have to be mother Teresa or anything but just bless that person for who they are or like yeah. if someone yells at you you get angry you get mad they're like why is that person just feel sorry for them because we don't know what other people are going through that's true so you know just you don't need to get in their lives you don't need to fight back you just say i'm sorry you know like maybe feel for them because they're going through a lot of things that we don't know about I know some people don't really like the, that that phrase, like feel sorry because like oh, you're pitying them, but you're really you're trying to emphasize, you know, like I wanna I wanna show you like it's okay to feel how you feel, and I I, yeah. I want you to know that I I emphasize with you, you know. Yeah, empathy. I can see what you're going yeah. through. I'm not experiencing yeah. it myself, but I can see that it is deeply affecting you. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I feel like that's where pride comes in. We're like, no, I don't want to pity from you, and I feel like yes. that's like a good closing thought. Like, uh, we have to stop worrying about others mainly worry about yourself but like first worry about yourself first not just only worry about yourself but make sure that you're okay and if you want to help others you can but you have to make sure that <coughs> numero uno is okay yeah you, know? you gotta check out though yeah, you got yeah to. and sometimes think about it no it doesn't matter how how good you do in this world or how bad people are always going to talk about you all the time always. so you just have to not let those things you know yeah. Bother you, bother you, or it does because you're human. It's it gonna will bother, bother you, you right? It's okay. <laughs> but you learn how to cope with shift it. those gears. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm and put it out there to the world. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna allow those things to believe in yourself and remove that person from your life if you need to. It doesn't mean like you know yeah. can say hi or anything. It's just remove it. Just I live in a bubble. I think <laughs> you know I. I moved to Maryland three years ago. I have five or six coworkers and that's it. I don't yeah. have any friends. I went out for the first time to visit my neighbors and we had like three girls had dinner together and I felt like, wow, this is amazing. Weird, right? <laughs> but at the same time, it's not that I'm trying to be, oh, I'm not gonna talk to anybody. I'm, no, I'm just focused on other things. Yeah. You know, I'm busy with family and my daughter and stuff, but, um, it's just about what you want to do with your life. Focus on you and mm-hmm. yeah. your progress. It doesn't mean that you have to travel the world or do greatest yeah. things. It's just even being at home. Just make sure that you always feel good with yourself. Yes. Yeah. I feel you're like doing. when you step out of your bubble, I feel like you do start to appreciate those moments when you do. You know, yeah. like you step out. You appreciate your solitude. Yes, you appreciate your solitude. Yes, appreciate your solitude the peace that you get. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. I think that 
that's a good point to stop at. Because if not, I would continue to talk. Because <laughs> yeah. I have so many things to add to it. So let's have a plan for next month. One day of the month, we're going to go read a book. We're going to go to Perfect. the beach and read a book. Okay. Book club. Like we'll do the last book club, one. yeah. Because that was nice. We did that. I'm reading, uh, it's funny because it talks book, about. A paper book. Yes. The book that I'm reading talks about this, and I've only read a chapter, and I'm excited to read more about it. Oh. It's, it's called uh, By Yourself, the Fucking Lilies. I love that. Which yeah. is about like self-love and mm-hmm. dealing with that trauma. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things on there was journaling, like you said, and there's like different yeah. ways to, different to ways. deal with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And for the people that oh. don't like to read or can read, mm-hmm. find something like, you know, crafts, yeah. some kind of... Yeah, because we know something with your hands, something that you can coloring. Also, it's a great stress reliever. But find something to do that is not social media or Mm -hmm. something that you can create. Yeah, sometimes something that just like brings you away from electronics and you know, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that is uh, it for the episode today. Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure we'll have other episodes of you guys in it, I'm sure. Either we go visit sure. or... Anytime. Anytime. Come to Maryland. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever been to Maryland. No, I don't think I've ever... Me I've been to. I've been to that side Put of the country, list. but not on Put it on the list. Yeah. On your list. Um, well, uh, if you guys have any questions about today's episode or any shout outs that we uh, gave out and you want to start um, looking more into these resources, please don't hesitate to DM us or email us, whatever works best for you. Uh, we appreciate you guys' feedback all the time. And yeah, well, I think that's everything. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye